Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. The Music Biz Weekly Podcast brought to you by... Hypebot. Hypebot. As as, as I'm giving (laughs) off that spiel, I'm like, wait a second, I need to do the plug. (laughs) Um, And as you can see, we have a special guest joining us again today. Um, we have uh, Daryl Ballantyne, who's the CEO, CEO of LyricFind. Um, Daryl, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So before we get into some discussions here, why don't you just give us the, the quick, you know, one-minute spiel as to who LyricFind is? What do you do? Sure. So we're, we're the back end for essentially everybody that's using lyrics online, at least Legally. I was just going to say, uh, legally is the key there, right? <laughs> I always have to add that caveat. Uh, so we have licenses from nearly 5,000 publishers around the world. Uh, we have a, a team that builds up a, a vetted database of lyrics, uh, and then we package that together and provide the licensing and the content uh, to all the digital music services that are out there. Uh, and. Uh, give them a one-stop shop to come to us and get lyrics, licensing, synchronization data, search functionality, and anything else that you can think of to do with lyrics in the digital world. So I guess one of the things that that I think a lot of people, and maybe consumers, but even some some uh, musicians might not, might not realize is, what do you mean you've got to license lyrics? <laughs> Lyrics are well, just words typed out that you search for, right? But so is any other form of written creative work, right? Uh, poetry, novels, uh, the the notation for uh, for music, all of that is a piece of art that is created by, in this case, the songwriter, and therefore is copyrighted. So the people who own the copyright to that are the music publishers. So in order to legally use lyrics, you do need to have a proper license to be able to, to do so. Yeah. So that's where we come in to make that process really easy for people. And where do you, where do you um, get your lyrics? Are they straight from the publisher? Because you know you go to some of these <laughs> lyric sites and they're just wrong. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so we actually have a team that uh, sits and listens to music and types out lyrics all day long here in Toronto uh, in a number of different languages to make sure that everything is accurate. So we're streaming music uh, through Apple and through Deezer and other sources uh, to make sure that our content is completely accurate. Uh, Granted, we still do screw up sometimes too, and sometimes it's not exactly clear what people are saying. I was going to say, do you you have any good fun like inside company stories of like, man, this was the worst lyric we had to try and figure out. Nobody I'd like to see Louie Louie, see how yeah, you got that. Uh, yeah, Louie Louie is a tough one. Uh, I remember uh, a long time ago, we used to get user uh, user input and people would uh, email us with cor- with corrections or and we do still do from time to time. Uh, but the song, Who Let the Dogs Out? Uh, half the people in the world think that it says, who let the dogs out, who, who, who. The other half think it says, who let the dogs out, woof, woof, woof. And they're both right and they're both wrong, depending on which cover version of, of the song the lyrics are for. 
But we would get all of these emails saying it's one way when we had it the other way, and then right. we swapped it, and then we got all sorts of emails with people saying, no, it's the other way, and then we had to, you know, that was sort of the dawn of, uh, of intensive quality control well, where well, we started well, walking arti- down. Will artists assist you when stuff like that? Will you go to an artist and go, listen, we just can't figure out your lyric? Occasionally, and occasionally we get uh, contacted by the artists or the publishers to say, hey, this is... Uh, uh, this is incorrect, or this is this is actually what I'm referring to, and sometimes that has to do with a colloquialism or slang or other sure. things like that that uh, we don't necessarily pick up on. Uh, but from time to time, we do hear from them. Uh, also, from time to time, we hear from uh, writers who say these lyrics are incorrect, and then we listen to the song to confirm it. And they actually are correct, and they want us to put incorrect lyrics in there because that's how they wrote it. So okay, right. okay, okay. Uh-huh. So so, um, can can artists submit songs and lyrics to you if if their lyrics are not out there? I mean, is that something they can do? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, the easiest thing to do is to. Uh, gr- Grant the licensing to us, provided that we haven't already done a deal with the artist publisher. Uh, we need to make sure that the license is in place, because otherwise we wouldn't use the content and there'd be no uh, no incentive for the artist. Uh, but make sure that we're licensed either by opting into our agreement with the Harry Fox Agency or with other aggregators like TuneCore or other societies around the world, depending on where the artist is located, where the the writer is is located. We work with different societies and different uh, aggregators around the world. And then they can uh, submit those lyrics to us just by emailing content at lyricfind.com. That goes straight to our content team, uh, and they'll add it in. If people aren't sure about who they should be uh, running the license grant through, they can email uh, publisher at lyricfind.com and we'll help them through the process and, and get them set up with the right aggregator for where they are uh, and to make sure that they get paid for the use of it. And then do you that ever do, I'm sorry, do you ever do tablature, sheet music, chords, you know, some of those things, or is it strictly the lyrics? It's generally strictly lyrics. We're, we're looking into things like chords and ways that we can uh, try to include that or, or work with other parties to do it. Um, we do have that in our, our licensing, but we haven't rolled anything out on, on that front yet. Uh, trying to figure out sort of what the, the right way to do it is uh, without uh, too much intensive manual work to create all that content. So, so let me ask Fair you, it, you know, your, your, your little bio here says you provide the lyrics to like 100 platforms, including Google Search, YouTube, Pandora, Apple Music, Shazam, and Deezer, and I'm sure there's many others out there. Um, so when I'm on any of those platforms and I, and I want to say, well, show me the lyrics, and the lyrics come up, is the artist making money the moment that happens? Is that what happens? Is that the way it works? The songwriter is, yes. The songwriter, right. Right. Yeah. Sometimes they're one and the same. Right. Uh, but uh, our royalties flow through the publisher, which which go to the song. Of course. So do you do you do you feel like lyrics are sort of a um, 
lost revenue stream? It's a revenue stream that a lot of musicians are not thinking about. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's essentially found money for seems that way for writers and artists. And it's not just the writers that benefit either. If somebody is walking down the street and they hear a song that they like, but they have no idea who it is, what are they going to remember? They're going to remember a line from that song and search for that. Yeah. The lyrics aren't in our database. Then they won't find that on Google. It won't be tied to uh, the Google Music and Google Play database. If it is, then A, the writer is going to get paid a royalty for that use, and B, the artist gets additional exposure from from it, and the user discovers that artist, uh, which then means that they can stream other songs by them, they can uh, listen to that one in particular, explore the, the album, maybe find out about upcoming tour dates. There are all sorts of ancillary revenue uh, opportunities that can be triggered by that discovery that don't just benefit the writer, but can benefit uh, the artist as well. What are the yeah. uses um, for lyrics? Is it simply just... Uh, I'm looking up the lyrics to this song. I'm going to send it to my my wife, something like that. Or are there other rights that can be obtained, like using it in your book or your presentation or in your commercial? Or, or do you do you handle any other types of rights? Sure. In general, we handle the rights for a digital lyric display, but that often gets paired with different uses. So. Uh, you might just be looking up a lyric online or you might be uh, streaming a song and viewing the lyrics synchronized in time with the music. Right. Or you might be using the lyrics database for song identification based on uh, on the search terms, on the, searching for the actual lyrics. Uh, one of the cool things that we did in the past was, if you remember Watson, IBM's Jeopardy playing computer, mm -hmm. We licensed the database to IBM for Watson to be able to answer any Jeopardy questions that had lyrics in it. Interesting. Uh, so, unfortunately, they never asked any, so we were a little disappointed <laughs> with that. But you uh, would have been ready. We also had conversations with a company that ran a network of private prisons uh, in the U.S. that wanted to use the lyrics database to screen music for the inmates to make sure that there wasn't something that was objectionable in there or mm -hmm. to screen uh, to that, that could incite violence. It gets used for profanity filtering. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, you can do playlisting based on the subject matter of a song using the lyrics. So finding all of the, uh, the songs that are about New York City, regardless of the genre, or that are about... Yeah. Valentine's Day or any other occasion that are you it, partnering with any of the DSPs with that? Uh, we we have with with some and we've provided the data for them to be able to do a lot of contextual analysis on on it. Because uh, I know Amazon was early on in this and they didn't really tout it, but you know, a few years ago, you know, on my Kindle Fire and if I played music, I think they had like sixty five percent of their repertoire. If I played it, it was I could see the lyrics and it would follow yeah. along. Yeah, that was that was coming from us. Uh, so they they've done a bunch of different things uh, with lyrics. So you know what we talked about at the very beginning here was official use of lyrics. 
how how can an artist how do you combat and, and listen i'll i'll say right now i'm guilty of it you know i go into google and i type in a line i remember and you know google's page one is filled with lyric results and the vast majority of them are probably not licensed official use well, I can uh, I can alleviate a lot of that guilt, basically all of it, because at this point we have licensed virtually every meaningful lyric site that's out there, if not every meaningful uh, English language lyric site. They're all now licensed, paying royalties, and we collect from them. So, so even even these sites that that uh, go in there, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, you're just hitting me up with pop-ups and spam, and 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 you know, you're it's it's like clickbait those are yeah. those a lot of those are actually officially licensed yeah yeah wow, they are okay. we've worked a lot with the nmpa uh to go to those sites and and get them licensed and make sure that publishers and songwriters are compensated for that use it didn't used to be the case i mean it's been a long haul to get that done but um there aren't any notable sites left now that good are on you then good for you well so so i understand this correctly the the way that it's paid out is you collect the revenue and you pay the publisher and then the publisher pays the songwriter is that how that typically works right yeah. yeah so that way we're able to do one deal with the publisher that is catalog wide and send one payment through uh Rather than at the the writer level, which so do you ever have trouble finding who the publisher is? Often, yes. Yeah, yeah. But generally, but we we don't use uh, a lyric unless we've identified the publisher and cleared a license. Okay, so you don't just put it in a pool and then when they come to you, you pay them out. Right. Okay. It's it's all pre-cleared ahead Got of time. It. In some cases, uh, we have issues where publishers are arguing over splits. Oh, I bet. Uh, and they haven't been set yet. Uh, so just cases, for people watching, um, that means like if you and I co-wrote a song and my publisher was Sony ATV and yours was Warner Chapel, there there's splits and percentages. So when that money comes in, you get a portion and I get a portion, right? Right. So in a scenario like that, sometimes, especially with new releases, those splits aren't set yet. Uh, and with popular tracks, we investigate to try to figure out who it is. And if we see that uh, it's, it's Sony and it's Warner, but they just haven't set the splits yet, we know that we have a license for that because we have uh, deals with both those publishers. We'll activate the lyric to capture the revenue because uh, the vast majority is, uh, for a lot of songs is happening right at the beginning upon release. Sure. Uh, and then once they settle on the splits... That information gets passed on to us, and we pay out the the money. So we try to we try to be proactive in investigating that uh, that ownership to make sure that we can clear things and capture that revenue for the publishers and the writers, even if they haven't yet uh, decided who gets how much. Yeah. Now yeah, you know what I think. Oh, go ahead, Michael. No, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. I was just going to say that one of the things that I think is really cool that maybe a lot of people don't know about is the chart. And I would I would imagine you see that you know every week, and there it you know maybe somebody dies like with Chuck Berry, or some kind of song is used in a political campaign, or whatever it is, or in an ad. It must be really interesting to see that chart and see what is reacting you know online. Yeah, it is. It's been 
you know, really, really cool to see. Uh, and the, the chart was the brainchild of, of Will Mills, our chief revenue officer, and he had been at Shazam for a long, long time. And he put together the Shazam charts. So when he started with us, he's, he said that, hey, you know, we should look at trying to do a, a lyric chart for trending lyrics. It could be really interesting. I was kind of, eh, is it really going to be that that interesting? Is it going to be just the same as the Hot 100 or that? Uh, and then we ran some tests, and it was exceedingly topical. Uh, you know, we look at you know when David Bowie died, uh, we we just had the U.S. and the global chart at the time, uh, and 49 out of the 50 slots on the two charts were David Bowie songs. When uh, you know with, with Chuck Berry recently, his songs were shoot, shooting up the charts. When in, in the summer when uh, the Canadian band, the Tragically Hip, did their uh, sort of unofficial farewell tour uh, and did the final show in Kingston, uh, seeing the Tragically Hip surge up the global chart as a result of that, based just on really traffic in Canada, uh, was amazing to see. And it, it, it happened time and time again, especially with all the, the different celebrity deaths and musician deaths over the last little while, where it, they would really show up so much in those charts. Uh, and it was much, much more relevant uh, than I ever expected. Mm -hmm. uh, so credit to Will on, on that. Uh, yeah. And uh, it made it a very interesting list. Can people get your API? I mean, can other businesses or companies incorporate your chart into their services yeah the charts are available through apis uh so that is something that you know depending on the the territory we can uh we can implement and allow people to, to publish uh, or we can create we've we've now done uh, a u.s chart the global chart we did uh australia uh with new zealand combined into that and we did the uk uh, so, you know, we're always looking for uh, other partners to do other territories where, where it could be relevant uh, or other places to publish the charts. Are you, going, going back to, to um, YouTube here, um, one of the big things on YouTube are lyric videos. Are you able to monetize lyrics in a video when it's not a text-based thing? So I, I should clarify, I mean, we're not actually licensing YouTube at the moment. We license uh, Google for, for Google Play and Search. Now, depending on how things play out with them merging things together, that, that might change in the future. But at the moment, uh, we're only licensing Google Play and Search. Uh, with YouTube, we could license lyric video use uh, for the, the display of lyrics within the video, whether it's embedded in the video, overlaid, or uh, separate from the video as, as plain text. Uh, it's always a challenge to figure out what the right model is for that and the right structure. So but how, how, how do you do that? I mean, is that image recognition that you use to see that it's actually lyrics being used in a video? I mean, because obviously it doesn't turn up as a search result because you can't search words inside of an image. Right. It depends on how it's implemented. Uh, if it's a pure video lyric video, it would need to be flagged one way or another, which could be done through image recognition. It could be done through uh, crowdsourced uh, tagging. 
it could be done through manual searching or identification of what the, the popular ones are. But uh, there's no uh, there's no perfect solution for that to identify it. Right. It, and, it, and, it, and it seems like that's a big use of lyrics out there is, is creating is. lyric videos. And the question often becomes, in some cases it's licensed. If the artist is uploading it themselves and they control their publishing or they've cleared it with their publisher to be able to put it up there, if it's a user putting it up there, then it's not licensed. Uh, yeah. the, the audio becomes licensed because that is is fingerprinted and recognized and sure. monetized but the lyric portion is not and there there is a separate license required for the lyric visualization that's that's in there uh, for the most part a lot of the the publishing industry is uh, is somewhat content to let those videos flourish and try to find uh, more ways to monetize in general, but uh, I would expect that uh, longer term there will be a solution to properly compensate the the writers for that additional lyric use. Where do nice. you where do you see the use of lyrics going here in the future? You know, beyond the obvious. Oh, I just I'm listening to the song and I want to read the lyrics while I listen to it. Well, one of the things that we're working on is a number of lyric adjacent uh, products and things that we can tie into lyrics. Um, the the biggest one that, that's upcoming in the not too distant future is uh, on-demand lyric merchandise. So the ability to pick any line from any song, get that printed on, that would be a t-shirt, a yeah. mug. So we've been, I have like an office full of of samples to try to figure out the right manufacturer <laughs> yeah. for, for it to make sure that the quality is there and the packaging is there. That uh, could be a big business. I, I can see that taking off. I mean, some of these lyrics are so meaningful to people and just even a line from a song on a coffee mug, you know, could right. be very impactful. That's cool. And there's so many different topical things that you can do where you can put it on, uh, on, on different products and so many things can be printed on demand uh, there's one of the things that you can do on demand is shower curtains. So if you want to be yeah. singing in the shower, <laughs> yeah. you know, put the lyrics on your curtain. Just put them there. You're you're not going to screw it up anymore. Well, let, uh, let, that's let, that's that's interesting. Let Go me ahead, ask you related to that. You know, this whole on demand printing is exploding right now, and yeah. it's a huge thorn in the side of a lot of artists because now anybody can bootleg yes. in a second. And it doesn't seem like these on-demand printers are stepping in and doing a lot to control that yet. It's a, it's, it's just the wild, it's a wild, west, wild out west. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that something where you're looking at? All right, you know, and and you know, are you talking to any of the existing on-demand people? Going, hey, you know, it. What you're allowing your customers to do is illegal. They're not yeah, licensed. we have had some of those conversations, and especially as we've been running the gauntlet of on-demand uh, printing companies to determine who is the right partner that meets our, our quality standards and, and packaging and, and everything else that, w that we need to, uh, to meet. We've had a lot of those conversations. Uh, some of them care, some of them don't. 
Uh, and one of the things we hear from publishers when we talk about merch is the constant whack-a-mole of yeah. stores on Etsy and other places like that. Sure. That yep. But you've been down this road before because you did it with these illegal lyric sites. If you can kind of play whack-a-mole with them, I mean, I, I'm also a photographer and I see my images on you know, hoodies and t-shirts and things on Facebook all the time. And I know those people, you know, they haven't licensed it. You know, they're selling Beatles works or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. It's whack-a-mole. That's the plan is that we want to, uh, when we have the platform launched and the ability there, then there's a viable alternative, uh, similar to with the lyrics when once we had the service and there was a viable alternative, uh, for effective licensing, then the publishers were able to go to the unlicensed lyric sites and say, hey, now there is a way to do it right and and to get a license. So go do it. And almost all of them were quite happy to do so. Uh, so now with, with Merch, we're hoping to do something similar to that where when we have the platform up and, and the service available, not only will we, we be marketing it um, as a legal licensed product uh, and a way for people to actually do the right thing and compensate the writers, it comes out from un- out of the shadows, right? A lot of that stuff is right now is done uh, under the table where nobody's really necessarily marketing it that much or it's, or it's right. Uh, it, it's random companies that have no rep- reputation and you never know what kind of quality or anything you're going to get. Right. So we can standardize that and offer a much, much better product and service and much more customization, uh, and still pay all the the rights holders in the process. That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I noticed on your site that you're going to be at the uh, Music Biz um, convention in uh, yeah. in May. Um, I'm going to be there too. Um, are you going to do any panels? Are you going to be involved? What's your What's your participation there going to be? I think uh, at the moment I'm 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 not doing a, a panel. Normally I, I end up doing them. Uh, it was a bit of a I didn't think I was going to be able to go until just recently. I went last year and it was amazing and it was yeah. Uh, it was a really it's good. It's on the rebound for sure. Yeah, I, I think the move to Nashville was really really great. The last time I had went before last year uh, was when it was in L.A. Century City, L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and and coming to Nashville, it was it was incredible last year. So I, I was sad that I thought that I was going to have to miss it. Uh, but I'll be there along with our uh, VP of Sales, Roy Hennig, uh, now. So I just figured out, you know, a week and a half ago that I was going to be able to make it. So I haven't looked into any of the the panels or anything like that yet. Uh, but you know, who who knows? I'm not sure if the schedule is all set yet. But uh, maybe I'll I'll ping some people to see if they want me to there do something. There you go. Good. So, is is Lyric Find um, a, an end user destination, or are you basically all behind the scenes for other people to become the destinations? We're all behind the scenes. Okay. Yeah. So most people don't realize that we're involved uh, unless you scroll down to the bottom of Lyrics and it might say Lyrics licensed and provided by Lyric Find or something like that. The the Lyric Merch platform will really be our first direct-to-consumer offering, and even that will be doing a lot of partnerships with our existing clients uh, to market the, the merchandise and, uh, and generate traffic and sales. Yeah. 
This is awesome. Because you know, like yeah. like I said, I I feel like lyrics are one of those things that I, I can attest to. This a lot of my clients don't even think about it. I mean, it, nope. it it's sometimes it's pulling teeth to get them to even write their lyrics down so I can use them to post on Facebook for their fans to see. And and they oh, yeah. just don't think about lyrics. No, and you know most of the publishers that are out there request copies of the lyrics from writers when they're submitting the their songs into the database but the number of lyrics that we have gotten from publishers as a result of that uh i can count on zero fingers interesting so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah i know you touched on this uh, at the top of the show but remind us again how if i'm working with an artist or there's an artist watching this that has lyrics for their album how would they go about would they go through their publisher to get them to you, or could they go to your site and send them themselves? The, the best way to do it is to get their publisher to make sure that they have a license agreement with us. Most of them do. Almost all of them do at, the, at this point. Uh, but if they don't, that's step one. Uh, and then step two, it's easiest just to deliver the lyrics to us directly uh, rather than involving the, the publisher they can just email them to content at lyricfind.com just with the artist song name lyrics uh, and we will get them added in and we'll we'll vet them is, and make is, sure Is there an easy form. way for an artist to see if his lyric their lyrics are in your system? I mean do they just go to one of these other platforms and search and if nothing shows up it means it's not there? Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way to do it is go to Amazon, go to Apple, go to Google and do a search and see if if they show up. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't have licensing. Uh, we have licensing for a lot of stuff that we don't have the lyrics for because it's a constant uh, uphill battle to sure. add everything into the database uh, and make sure that it, it's quality controlled. Uh, but if they see it on those services, then it's in our system and, it, and it's coming from us. Uh, if they don't see it, uh, then check to see if their publisher has a license and send us the uh, the lyrics. Okay. And do you localize? I mean, when somebody sends this in, do you localize and put it in German and French, or, or is that something that needs to be submitted to you like that? We, we store the lyrics in the language of the recording. Uh, okay. So whatever uh, the... The recording says, and whatever language it's in, that's what we include in the database. One of the things that we are working on, though, is translations. Uh, and that's that's a big project of our VP of International Publishing, uh, Robert Singerman, who uh, for many, many years, even predating us, had always wanted music with subtitles. Uh, so he's been pushing a lot on that, and uh, we may have... Uh, some cost-effective ways to generate those translations uh, coming up to be able to then expand the understanding and consumption of music around the globe. Uh, and I think it's, we're kind of insular in North America a little bit because so much of pop music is in English. We don't need translations as much. Uh, but when you go outside of, of our bubble, there are so many people that are listening to popular music who have no idea what it's about. They don't know what the song is saying, what the subject matter is, and if we can translate that, then it allows them to connect on a, such a deeper level sure. with the music uh, and, and that 
uh, have that deep understanding with it. And on the flip side, if uh, if users are, or sorry, if international artists are able to have their music translated into English, then maybe it will broaden our horizons here uh, and help us to understand more international music. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay. okay. It's okay. My dog's barking a few minutes ago. <laughs> Um, this is this has been fascinating, Daryl. Yeah. You know, this is I think, like you, you said, don't typically this, think this about is this, found right? money. This is found money for artists that spend a little time researching this, and uh, you might get what's called some mailbox money now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's super low maintenance. I mean, if the lyrics are in there, they kept, keep getting used over and over again, and then. I mean, the money listen, at, at some coming. at some point you had to write the lyrics down on something because you yeah, recorded them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just type it out and submit it. The question always then becomes: Did you record it exactly the same as how you wrote it? Well, that that's true. And then it, it could also open up the other can of worms, which you were talking about. Is like, well, do I have to split this with somebody? But just, just get the ball rolling and submit your lyrics. Yeah. Work out, like you said. You'll at least collect the money, and then when the splits are figured out, you'll pay it out. Yeah. But if you aren't in there, you can't collect any of that money when your lyric hits. Yeah, it's it's lost money. I mean, we had songs that were super popular, and before we were proactively clearing and had the system in place to clear something without uh, an official notice from uh, a publisher or an official claim, there there were things, albums that were massive that came out, but we hadn't gotten the, the official claims yet, and they lost so much money that was just never recaptured. You know, it's when it's gone, it's gone. It's not like it's yeah. a product where if it's a download, you know, there, people are buying it once, and if it's not available today, but it is available tomorrow, then they'll come back tomorrow and buy it then, and it, it might be the same. With Lyric Views, it's people are searching for it at that time, or it's streaming on a service and they want to view it while they're streaming it. That that, moment. that usage and revenue opportunity is gone. So the sooner it's in, Fair the enough. better. Yeah, this is great. This uh, is great. Great discussion, Daryl. Where where can people um, find you on uh, on the web, and how can they find out more about uh, Lyric Find? Uh, lyricfind.com uh, is the easiest place that'll tell you a lot about uh, us and our team and what we're doing and uh, and different ways that we're doing it. Uh, the merch product will be at lyricmerch.com, but if you go there right now, you're going to get nothing. Uh, it's uh, uh, that's not going to launch till later in the year, but that's that's where it'll be. Uh, and you know, we're always around on the conference circuit. Uh, you know, you can sign up for our newsletter that gets you updates on. Who's going to be where? Uh, we're we're based in Toronto primarily, but we have people in LA, New York, London, uh, Bay Area, uh, and uh, and all around. So we we hit a lot of the events that are out there, and you know we do a lot of uh, uh, of other sponsorships and things. So we yeah. we we get around because not many right. people come to Toronto as much, except for Canadian Music Week in a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's huge. It's huge. I've been up yeah. there once for that. Nice. Awesome. Well, this was, again, thank great you so much for joining Darryl. us, Daryl. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Take care. All right. Continued success. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Bye. Yep. 
Uh, that was that was great. You know, I think everybody kind of takes lyrics for granted. You don't think about it. To your point earlier, I mean, it's not something you really consider sometimes, and you probably should. You don't consider it, and and even like as a consumer, I'm like, what do you mean? I got officially licensed lyrics. What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> I'm just typing up the words of the song I listen to. What do you mean? I got to do that officially? And yeah, you exactly. really do. It is. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it, he hit the nail on the head. It's found money. Yeah. And it looks like it's growing, you know, with the merch side. I, I would buy stuff with cool lyrics, you know, printed on it. Um, I, I'm going to follow their chart a little more carefully. I believe it's actually published in Billboard as well, but take a look at lyricfind.com. Some really great stuff there. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's do another You Need Help with Your Online Strategy. It's, it's All right, your turn we've got a good week. one this week. Yeah, uh, we've got a good one this week. If you need to resort to guilting your fans into supporting you, you may need help with your digital strategy. Raise Anybody your hand, raise your, raise your hand if you've ever seen that. Time and time and time and time again. I, you know, whether it's buy my new album or support my crowdfunding or come out to my show, it seems like the last resort is guilt. Yeah, and I, sometimes I get it on these voting things where some there's some competition or something, and they're like, "Oh man, please, can you can you you know vote for my song in this competition?" Or, you know, "Hey, can you stream my song? You know, this week I'm close to getting in this playlist." Or, you know, "Can you please come out to my show? You know, I I don't have many people coming out, and you know, if you could come support us, you know, it's like." You know, you, you don't guilt your fans into supporting you. You provide something that your fans. Want. Fans support you because they want to support you, because they've connected with you, because they like your product, they like your show. If yeah. if if that hasn't happened, they're not going to do something out of guilt because you're crying, poor, broke, destitute, I have no future. I'm going to have to get a job. It, honestly, it makes you look cheap and petty when you do that. Yeah, it's not professional it's at all. It's not professional at all. It's not professional. You know, present it, and they're going to support do it. you. They're just, you know, just present. I'm doing a show. I've got a CD. And give them a legitimate reason why to support you. But don't. And if it's not working, find out why it's not working. Maybe ask those same fans, like, why aren't you coming out as much anymore? Why, you know, uh, try to give the fans what they want. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't beg for money. And no, and please, crowdfunding fair. is not begging for money. No. When I say beg for money, it's please, I'm going to get evicted if you don't buy 100 copies of my CD. <laughs> Do me a favor, you know, that sort of yeah. thing. Just this one yeah. time, this one, don't, don't do that. That's, that's like you said, don't it's very that. unprofessional. Don't guilt your fans. No, don't do that. All right, that's it for the Music Biz Weekly podcast this week. We're out of here.